You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Before we begin this week's episode, we would like to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, the traditional custodians of this land on which we work, live, and record, and recognize their continuing connection to land, water, and community. We pay respect to elders past, present, and emerging. Yes. Hi guys, and welcome back to PS Meet Me at Stage Door. So today we have an absolutely phenomenal guest for you, but before we get into it, we're going to head over to Libby for the bulletin. In latest news, suddenly a new Australian musical created by Dean Guild and songwriter Geordie Race Coldry has found its cast. The musical will be filmed in Melbourne this December and distributing in early 2021. We are looking forward to catching rising stars Katie Weston, Cara Sims, Connor Putland and Sunny S. Walleye. Best of luck to the cast and crew. You can check them out over at Suddenly Musical on Instagram for more information. It was announced last week that the Rob Guest Endowment Awards has been cancelled. The prestigious award came under huge scrutiny over the past few weeks with no BIPOC representation within their top 30 performers. The team here at PS Meet Me at Stage Door are extremely disheartened by the choice to cancel the RGE this year due to the message that they have sent in regards to their choice to cancel, these claims of which have been refuted by the top 30 themselves. We can only hope that in the future this will fuel change. We stand with our community and we hope this serves as a reminder as to why we as a group are fighting for the change to champion diversity in this industry. Only together can we bring about change. Make sure you guys go and listen to I Need You To See Me, written by Vidi McCann, today's guest, performed by 101 BIPOC artists and produced by a diverse team. Once you've watched that, head over to istandwiththequarter.com and make your pledge. You can check out the highlight on our Instagram for more amazing initiatives to support and donate to. Together, we will bring about change to diversify our industry. Now back to you, Tori. Today, we welcome music theatre star, composer, and writer, Vidya Makan. In 2019, she took on the iconic role of Dot slash Marie in Sunday in the Park with George with Watch This, earning her a 2020 Green Room nomination for Best Performance in a Leading Role. Her other notable credits include Lady Capulet in Romeo and Juliet with Australian Shakespeare Company, American Idiot with Shake and Stir, as well as the world premiere of Air Race with Arena Theatre Company, just to name a few. Most recently, she performed in the most talked about show in town, Six a Musical, in the role of Catherine Parr, which toured Australia. Not only an incredible performer, she is also currently developing her own show entitled Woman, as well as composing for My Home 2, a new song cycle. Please welcome Vidya. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Wow, I feel amazing <laughs> after that introduction. Uh. <laughs> Such a confidence boost for everyone. <laughs> but it's true. Like, you've done so much and you're such a, not only just an amazing uh, performer and writer, but just an amazing Thank woman you. Thank in you general. So, much. so we're so excited to get to chat to you today. And, like, I constantly am that person that just stalks your Instagram. <laughs> because I'm just like, you just, like, are such a, such a strong person and such, like, you know, like, I hate to say it, but, like, hashtag Thank inspo. You. Like, you're just, like, an 
everything you post is just so like grounded and down to earth and like honest thank you so much. just like blunt like hey this is the truth but thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us today we're so excited to have you on we are i'm excited to be here well what we might do is we'll probably just jump straight into it because I, ooh, we have some stuff that we want to talk to you about <laughs> and I'm so excited to talk to you about. <laughs> so you most recently played Catherine Parr in Six the Musical, which is just a massive phenomenon sweeping the world. But what was the process like being a part of the show from auditioning to performing on stage? Um. Oh my God. That, that We could spend three hours talking just about that question. <laughs> I think the biggest thing about the process was it was just the most supportive, loving. Um, it was never easy. Like we were crying a lot <laughs> because um, there's six people yep. on stage and there's only a few of you holding up this massive thing. Um, it's also a really personal show because your yeah. character is a heightened version of you. So you have to have a really clear idea of who mm-hmm. you are. Um, and at the best of times, that can sometimes be a really confronting thing. So I think it was this like real... Yeah mishmash between pushing us and pushing you to the extent of like what you ever thought you could do or you could be um but all in the meanwhile being in this amazing amazing family and this sisterhood which is stronger than I think anything I've ever experienced you know we we really are a family and I've like gained this amazing tribe of of women of amazing women who are now um (laughs) my like queens you know like Yes. Very, very. Um, that if I think I had, if I had to sum it up in like a short answer, that that is what the process That's was the like. Best thing, which is amazing, and because I saw you um, in Sydney as part, and I really do see what you mean about it being an extension of yourself. Because when you were performing and the way you interacted with everyone, like the audience and the um, other amazing women on that stage, it really felt like a mix of you and this uh, amazing woman in history, and it definitely felt like you all have your own portrayal of these characters and these women and it does feel like you because obviously like we've both been following you for uh for a while and I definitely saw you in your portrayal of that role which is something really nice and comforting to see because it's like oh I can it feels almost more relatable because you're like oh I can see I can see you and I can see myself and I you can see the truth behind it all exactly I think that's the whole point of six really like it's not Mm. it's not about saying this is history and we're teaching a history lesson it's about going okay these are six women who were painted yeah. in history in a really awful misogynistic patri- patriarch yeah. um cool way um but going these are six women who we can reclaim their stories and, and tell the truth about it but also while being true to womanhood in 2020 and I think that's why it's such a phenomenon yeah. because when you it's exactly what you said when you see those women on stage hopefully in at least one of them you see a reflection of yourself because um they're real and yeah yeah they're ever and they're also different as well they will, and yes. that's the great thing about the show because you can mm-hmm. see yourself in any of them and that's what's so empowering and it's it's such um the music is so energizing and then there's like just like there goes you know there's heartbreaking things but there's you know there's empowering moments too which is the exciting part of watching six agreed i think the word um for me is electric the show was just electricity and you feel and you leave it feeling Mm -hmm. like charged and you've gone through the whole gamut of emotions <laughs> that you can go through. <laughs> but yeah. I think one of some of the power of the show is that if you're just looking for a fun night out and to like enjoy some theatre for entertainment, you can get that from the show. 
but yeah, um, that's the best thing. Mm-hmm. I think the best theater operates when you have a great time um, and it's entertaining. But then through that entertainment, through this amazing form of like pop music for our show, they we- Lucy and Toby are so clever in the way that they've weaved this really empowering mm. and important message rather than going yeah. feminism. You know, listen to us. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and obviously the um, the whole thing like six is such a, a monster of a show it has gone so big and there is such a huge almost like a cult base behind it as well like people are <laughs> the fans are are fully there for you you know oh, you're not wrong yeah yeah <laughs> so what was it like getting the call that you were going to be playing this role because obviously it had already been on and you knew what you were getting yourself into with this show yeah um <laughs> when I got the call saying so my agent called me and um on the phone he was playing all you wanna do all you wanna do and I'm like what is this no. and he's like hey. <laughs> hi and he's like you booked it I was like what <gasps> I booked Catherine Howard <laughs> I don't know Catherine Howard he's like no 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 <laughs> booked Catherine Parr and <laughs> when that when that when that sunk in I just started sobbing I started sobbing yeah. so badly and the yeah. first time it was like called my family and we usually go to the beach with my mum in February um, for her birthday and I called it, yeah. no, I can't go to oh. the beach for your birthday. And my oh. friend was like, are you okay? Are you okay? What's happening? My dream just came through. Oh. <laughs> I was a sobbing mess, but it was a, um, I will never forget that day. And I'm sure she would have been starting to cry too. She was oh, like, yeah, they were all, all crying, gosh. all crying. Yeah. <laughs> that is husband. absolutely incredible. <laughs> that would be, and I can't, I just can't imagine the feeling of, especially like with any show, any role that you book, it's going to be exciting and it's a new experience. So there's always all that feelings that come with it. But it, it is like what Libby said. It's like the show is a phenomenon. Like when it like first started, like I think that when the first cast recording came out, I had like so many people being like, listen to this. Like this is something you need to listen to. Like from day one, people have just raved about it. And whilst I think that it's, it's one of those shows that whilst it's not necessarily for everyone everyone enjoys it still agreed because you can like you said there's so many stories in such a small time and there's so many i'd say it but like so many like lessons and so many things to learn from all of these women in history that are either forgotten like there are some of the queens in there that i was like oh of course you're talking about so and so and some queens that i went i didn't know a lot about this person why didn't I know a lot about this person? I feel like we should know a lot about these people because they played such a large role in the future development of history as well. So I'm really glad that you got to be a part of that because that, when I saw it, you were like, everyone was amazing. But I just remember just because of where I was sitting, it's kind of on the side you- that you were always placed in like the lines and stuff. Right. <laughs> That's my side. It's mine. <laughs> so I was always... Yeah, I was always, like, watching you just, like, just enthralled entirely. You know, sometimes I find, and obviously I am the biggest, like, Libby and I are the biggest theatre geeks you will ever meet. (laughs) And, you know, but sometimes you go to a show and you're sitting there and it's like, oh, you get, like, a little bit, you start, like, wondering or thinking about something else and then you come back. I couldn't stop watching you that entire show. And that's 
you, that you really have to have something about you to, to like all of the queens in that show were just so captivating the entire time there was not a moment where I was not just entirely enthralled with what was happening on that stage which is just incredible and what we would love to know is what has been like your biggest pinch me moment in your career so far um gosh that's a big uh biggest pinch me moment. <laughs> yeah, you know, I can tell you, I can tell you the moment. Uh, it was a closing night in Sydney and, you know, yeah. you can usually tell in the audience what kind of, what kind of audience they're going to be and what kind of show it's going to be uh, by the way that they react. And usually if it's a really mm-hmm. loud audience, we, we love it so much because that's what you want. It's a pop concert. But then when yeah. that happens, there is always the double-edged sword of, oh, will they not get it? And you can tell by in Courtney's song, sometimes people just mm. start laughing. And that's, it, it, it kills you on stage because, yeah. like, I know you're loving this show, but listen, just, like, listen to what she's saying. Um, Actually, yeah. Or sometimes you get an audience who, like, really understand it but aren't as vocal. And there's absolute merit in both. We love our audiences um, in mm-hmm. whatever shape and form you come. But um, yeah. the last day of shows, the audience were, like, electric and had this magic in the air. And after my song, there was this moment where we, we all get our applause and I'm standing at the front of the stage and um, they're cheering for me. And I'm like, oh, God, I did, a, I did a good job. You know, like you enjoy that. <laughs> and we all walk to the front after that. And I have the next line to continue with the scenes. But they wouldn't stop cheering. They would not stop cheering. And at that moment, wow. there was this collective oh understanding God. that oh, I get emotional just talking about it. It wasn't just about me and my performance. It wasn't just about us and the show. But it was this like coming together of recognizing the spirit of these actual women whose stories we've reclaimed. Yeah. Of fem- like femininity having power as women and also oh, us, mm-hmm. the six of us in the now. And it was like this meta layering of understanding that was there and they were just <sighs> roaring with applause. And it's like oh we all gosh. knew that in that moment and standing there and we didn't even try to move on. We are just standing there. I remember looking at... Taking it in. Taking it in and like looking at Courtney and, you know, we all knew what was happening. That That is probably the most spectacular yeah. moment of my career, I think, because it was like, it was all the reasons I do what I do or we do what we do. You get... You get to tell that story, you know, like it's so that's the best part about what we do is is to um, get on stage and tell that story. And then when it's received so well, it's really rewarding when you go, I've done justice to this person. And also the audience were feeling empowered, too, in that moment. Mm. You can feel the audience going, oh, this is my worth as well. You know, Um, I think when it comes off you like that, that is when you've done your job, I think. exactly yeah like I have I have absolute shivers (laughs) you saying that but that's how like when I left that night after seeing it um me and um one of my great friends Ash who went together that's what it felt like it was so empowering not only to see you on stage but to hear these stories and to see yourself in all of these just amazing women Mm -hmm. but you left being like I can I can do this kind like I can I feel felt so like empowered and I felt like my worth just like skyrocket and I was like I didn't realize that just watching a show live like obviously I've listened to it before and 
you know, since listening to it the first time, looked, uh, done a lot of research into these women as well. And, but it was an entirely different feeling. It just, I don't, I don't know how to describe it now that I'm saying all these random words. It just felt t- entirely enveloping and just so empowering leaving that theater, hearing your story. And you guys just absolutely bared all Thank on you. that stage, which is so exciting to see. Thank you very much. That's a really great, amazing compliment. You did such an amazing job. And and obviously, um, you know, you've also played an incredible role of Dot slash Marie in the Watch This production of Sunday in the Park with George, which is an in- absolutely incredible show in itself and an incredible role. What was that experience like taking on Dot? That I, that, I mean, <laughs> magic in itself, you know, it's a whole world, world away from six, but... um. The yes. writing of that show was absolute um, genius. People talk about Sondheim on this pedestal and you're like, yeah, he's good, but it can't be that good. And then you actually do it and you're like, oh, my do God, it? he's that good. Um, and you're like, oh, my God, it's brilliant. Yeah. It really is. It, and it's this thing of like when you learn Sondheim, you just learn the melodies, learn the rhythms, be open as an actor, and then all of the mm-hmm. choices, like they, they're just there. It's in the way he's written it. I, I can't explain it. As a writer myself, I, I'm like, that's what you tr- uh, strive to do. But I, uh, it's, it truly is genius. Doing Sunday in the Park with George, um, I have to admit, was another huge career highlight for me. Um, I got to work with his incredible, incredible team, Dean Dryberg and Sonia Suarez, um, who directed the show, had this amazing vision and talked about the show you know, in Act One of the show, we live uh, like a hundred years ago, and then yeah. um, hundred and thirty years ago, because then Act Two yeah. is set in the eighties. Very long time. <laughs> and then, when you look at the layering of then now, the eighties isn't the present, which is when it was written. You know, it's like its own era, and so now we have to use, yeah. look at art in the way that exists now. So there was this amazing like yes. three layer thing that they weaved through it. Um, and um, I mean, Nick Simpson Deeks, who played George, was just like a dream to work with. And seriously, <laughs> it's always a dream playing off someone who <laughs> can really grab that character and grasp what it is. And it's electric when you both are together. And especially the Dot and George parts, they are, you know, you've got there's so many different layers to that relationship. So there's so much you can play with. There's the the flirtatious side. There's, you know, especially when they fight. Like, there's so many layers behind that. There's, you know, they obviously love each other, but then they don't end up together. Oh, spoiler. Um, <laughs> but obviously it would have been incredible for you to take on that role and get to, like, really work on such a, um iconic character, but also one that you can really sink your teeth into. Agreed. I think, like, the for me, the running th- theme through Sunday in the Park um, – was legacy and this idea of immortality or mortality um and like with george his yeah. immortality his legacy is through his art um but for dot it's through her love mm-hmm. and that's where yes. the, the conflict is yeah um and so like exploring that is i don't know anything that kind of almost sits at the heart of us as humans in a way you know what are we going to leave behind when we leave this world and I think that that is the power of this show because you have, you meet Dot, you fall in love with Dot. She's this like vivacious, amazing young woman um, yes. who's in love with this incredible yeah. man, but they just can't work it out. <laughs> and then she, she becomes a mother and she's pregnant and she has a, a child. And then in act two, you meet that child as an old woman who's on her deathbed. And like mm. that 
thematically is an incredible, incredible thing. And I, I had so much fun as well playing Marie, who was, again, yes, she's vivacious, a fun one. <laughs> vivacious woman who's 98 years old on a wheelchair. Um, yeah, like exploring those themes uh, was a pretty amazing, amazing magical experience. That's And that's exactly kind of the what I've um, – because obviously at, at the time when it was – happening in post and everything um reading the reviews of this show it really was I feel like it it's not necessarily a show that's been forgotten but I definitely feel like your production gave it new life as well because it's great to see new productions in general and especially when people you know take what was written and what was created which obviously what was created was phenomenal and the depth and the complexity to that show is amazing but you know, they give it their own, every production, you know, they give it their own twist and they add into it. I think that's exactly what um, you did and what this production did was you really brought these characters to life. And I feel like it almost was, it did feel ever so slightly more modern. It felt more now, Mm. like this is the world as we see it now. It's kind of what I took away from it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, like it's a testament to Sonia Dean, Ned, our musical director, and Zoe, our choreographer. Um, yeah, I think it definitely is about like paying homage to what was created, but how do we make it live in twenty twenty? What 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 is our voice? Like, what do we want to? Yeah. Point of what is the point of doing theatre if you have nothing to say about it? Like, there's so so much stress financially it doesn't make any sense like if you want to be a business person don't do theater <laughs> um, yeah, no. <laughs> you know like what why do this thing that you'll stay up at night like it's it's a long haul it's a tough slog there's got to be a reason and I think um Sonia yeah. and Dean particularly their vision and their voice really sang through um the amazing direction of, of this amazing show Oh, that this show has such a dear place in my heart. I love Sunday in the Park with George. It's such a beautiful show. Me too. Yeah. But we thought today <laughs> we would actually play a bit of a game with you. So we mm-hmm. usually do a little bit of a either lyric challenge or a guess the musical. So today I've done like a combination job. And basically how this game works is I will say a line from a show and you have to guess the show that it's from, but I can't <laughs> sing it. So that's the I'm only. So bad at it's, this. It's, um... I'm so bad at this. <laughs> you think I'd be much better, but I'm just like a warning for someone who loves. Like I live for musical theatre. I am bad at these games. But hit me. Don't worry. So am I. I literally I suck at all of them, okay. but I try my hardest, and that's the main thing. And have fun. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna start with Tori so that she can kind of show you a little bit of how it's done. So the first one for Tori is. Okay. I picked up a pen. And a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, this is from C. Yeah. And it's, um, do I need to say No, who? you don't have to say who. You can just say who six. Is, or uh, if you get it, I'll give you an extra cap- point. Oh, okay. Six. Six. Okay, great. Well, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure this is Catherine Parr's song. This is. This You're is correct. your bit. <laughs> yes. I picked up a pen and a microphone. <laughs> okay, video, are you ready? Yours is... I should have been an artist. I was never intended for work. Ah, Sunny in the Park, George. Yes. And that is my yes. friend, the, um, the servant yes! of... Yeah. He's like my favourite character. He's so funny. Yeah. He's great. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so we have two all. Oh my gosh, this is tough. All right, Tori. Okay, okay. Give him the old double whammy. Ah. Uh, ha ha ha. Oh, oh, Chicago? Yes. Uh, it's, um, it's, oh, what's his name? <laughs> now I'm thinking of producers for some reason, and I can't think of, it's, it's from Razzle Dazzle, but I, yes. I can't think of the character's name. Can I get a point if I can all. get it? Yes! Okay, yeah, jump in! Steal a point! Billy Flynn! Billy Flynn! Yes! Wow. Oh, damn it! For some reason, I was... <laughs> so we have 3-3! Three, three. I was thinking Max Bialystok from Producer. Oh, to be fair, I don't even know no. that character. I don't, I don't no. know. I don't know why. No, that was not right. Alright, okay. so, Vidya, this is your one. <laughs> this one's actually kind of hard. This might be hard. Okay. Cats sit on the windowsill. Now, I feel, is cats too obvious so i'm gonna go too I'm not obvious gonna go that. don't think cats no don't um, think cats. that sounds like something like sondheim would write so i'm gonna write i'm gonna say um cats sit on the windowsill assassins it's no passion no no go on go <laughs> you on. were so close it was pippin Cats sit oh on the windowsill. Oh! You were close. Oh, my God. You were close. You were close. <laughs> that it was, I was like, oh, this one might be a bit hard. But, okay, so we've got three all. So I actually have a tiebreaker now. Oh. <laughs> so what's going to happen is I'm going to do the tiebreaker, and if you think you know what it is, just jump oh in and say gosh. it. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Okay. Okay. This one might be hard. Okay. This one goes like this. Go, can't you go? Why is nobody listening? Um, not getting married today from um company. No. Oh, it's not Annie. Amy. Yes. Dang it! I was in there. I was like, I know. Like, I was like, literally, because I was this morning, this morning, listening to the London revival of Company. That's so frustrating. But I lost. Oh, congratulations, Vidya. You are you so the much. champion. You came out a winner today. Thank you so much. <laughs> Unfortunately, we don't have a prize, but you get the title. Thank you. I'll wear it with great pride. <laughs> oh, well, speaking of these just amazing, all of these amazing shows that we've been talking to you about, you yourself are a composer. And you're currently working on My Home 2, a song cycle. And you've also, you also have a musical in development titled Woman. What has been the process been like working on both of these, uh, these projects? Uh, it's, been, it's been long and tedious, but amazingly <laughs> fulfilling. Um, if I'm to be really honest, Woman at the moment is kind of on a break. Yep. Um, just because I need to figure out what I, what I want to do with um, with her, with that show, of but um, my home too is definitely my full focus at the moment, and it feels really, um, it feels really fulfilling. That's a strong enough word. Working on that at the moment because it's literally a show that is about Australian identity, yeah. and given the climate that we are at um, the moment, it's strangely topical. Even though I've been working on it yes. for um, about two years now, maybe wow. one and a half years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, um, I love composing. I love having the power to choose whose voices I get to champion and, and how we get to tell those stories. And I'm, I'm really, I'm feeling really excited about, about this song cycle and it's so close. (sighs) 
I've got my whiteboard. Is it close to be, being uh, finished? Close to being finished. And I mean, like with writing, unless you're Lucy Moss and Toby Milo, <laughs> um, musicals take such a long time to um, get developed and to, to get written because you want to make sure that you're doing the best job you can yeah. and rewrites and rewrites and rewrites. I'm on my third rewrite at the moment. But I've got an amazing uh, dramaturg I'm working with. And yeah, like hopefully the aim is to have a development done at the end of this year, by the end of this year, and then some sort of something next year, but we'll just have to wait and see. But I I, I think that's very exciting. And I think it's really important for for anyone listening to keep in mind, um, because Libby and I have recently experienced writing our own work and oh, it's hard. It's really hard. And you do have to rewrite. I think some people, and what I had my head wrapped around when I was writing something because I was like no I want it to be right the first time around that's never gonna be Mm. how it works things change but I'm so excited to see what you've come up with just because like you have such an immense amount and such an just so many different ways I think of sharing your creativity just from what I've seen of you online like your recent cover of Just a Girl was funny and really honest and just so creative in ways that I've never like looked at the song like we all know what the song is saying but I felt like what you did was you really brought the idea of the song and was like here it is like this is what we're talking about but did it in a way that wasn't like highly aggressive it was just creative and fun and honest so I'm really excited to hopefully get to see in the future maybe next year hopefully to see what you've thank done you. thank you I mean for me whenever I create something I really want it to speak to the moment mm-hmm. um, even if it's that in just an entertaining way but that's just a thing for me yeah. um, and there's so much amazing content at the moment going around of incredible and covers like yeah. musical covers and music um, but for yes. me if I was going to do a cover um, I wanted to yeah I just wanted to speak to the moment and um, make something something that exactly you said like is entertaining but also um is like what is it what does it mean to be just a girl in 2020 yeah it's very powerful yeah and I think it's what we need um especially at the moment when we're we are kind of all stuck in this really it's not even a weird place I think it's just become it's a very honest world right now and I think it's really important to see that and uh, to see it in different like through different mediums as well, through art, through song, through dance, because also you're helping to contribute to keep the arts alive. Because it just, as soon as this happened, it just felt like the arts just were swept under the rug, flushed down the toilet. They were like, eh, we'll worry about, we'll worry about them later. Let's focus on everything else. And I'm like, kind of not how it works because the arts play such a huge role in society in general and it plays such a huge role for everyone like people I think people now now that the arts have started like have kind of flatlined for a while and are now being brought being brought back people have realized how much of an impact the arts have like you wouldn't have music to listen to you wouldn't have tv you wouldn't have netflix you wouldn't have you there are so many things that you wouldn't have if you didn't have the arts so I think that you play a really big and important part in helping to keep the arts alive so thank you for that thank you I mean it's literally anything that isn't just surviving is kind of the arts, right and what's the point of just surviving Mm -hmm. like what's the point exactly 
it's it's better to be living and i mean um what have you've obviously done some things like as we talked about but what has been keeping you creative during isolation uh i mean it's been really up and down uh i've felt super hopeless at many a time if i'm to be really really Mm -hmm. honest um because when you're looking at your entire livelihood and everything that you care about go up in flames and you don't know what the future of this industry is it's very hard to stay on the stay on the horse and keep creating when you may not ever get a chance to even you know pursue that so it has been really um it hasn't been like I've felt super inspired but I think um Jeremy Harris, who's an amazing uh, writer from New York, he wrote Slave Play, which was on Broadway last year. I watched an interview and he was talking about how theatre has always evolved. It's never been what it is today. Like a couple hundred years ago, it used to be this thing where like the audience loved the show so much that the actors would have to redo scenes if they loved it so much. Like it's a very vocal thing. And something that was more of a um, lower socioeconomic thing, like very accessible for people who do you have the money to buy a $200 ticket to come sit in a theater? Yeah, of course. So I think like that gives me hope, the fact that it is this constantly evolving thing and I believe that we'll be back. Um, but what inspires me to keep writing is that and also addressing the current moment. So I think it's why I'm working so much in my home too because when I'm writing the songs for that, even though it's not all about life right now, um, at the heart of all of the songs, even though there's like a lot of fun in it and joy, um, it is always addressing like what it means to be Australian and that to me I'm really passionate about yeah because being Australian means different things to so many different people and there's that that topic is is one that um I don't think it's been addressed in like a, it hasn't been addressed in a musical and I think that's really exciting to be able to tell the stories of so many Australians because it's we live in a very diverse country and it needs to be represented mm. that way yeah Exactly. What is it that makes us all the same? Yeah. What does it make us all exactly. that Australian? And I don't know if I, if anyone really does have the answer to that, but That's come see true. the show. That's we might true. find out. <laughs> I know. <Ooh. laughs> so, uh, keep us, keep us posted. I guess kind of speaking of like experience and things like that, what do you think has been one of the hardest things that you've had to overcome in your journey as not only a performer, but as a creator as well? Definitely. Um, self-identity and self-worth um I talk about the beginning of my career and being the demographic that I am I'm brown skinned as you can see yeah um so I tick a lot of boxes but I also don't tick a lot of boxes because I don't sit in um these like kind of groups that make up commercial musical theater um trying to figure out like who am I and what is my story and a big part of that for me has um, been having to like embrace my heritage which is Indian even though my like my parents are from South Africa um, and were there in the 18 I think they moved in the 1890s to South Africa so like it's a long way back to India but there's something about like embracing that cultural heritage of mine that's really given me the confidence to then break out of that in a way so I'm not yeah yeah, I, it's, it's, a, it's a hard thing to explain, but I think the toughest challenge has been like really finding myself. But once you find the power within yourself or the source of the power within yourself, because maybe you never find it at its fullest because it's continually a growing yeah. thing. Um, that's when I started to really see my career flourish or start to flourish. Mm. And the more that I could stand in my power, 
um, the more suddenly things were happening. Yeah. Like I was creating things that people really wanted to listen to. And uh, in my performing, people actually wanted to listen to me as well. So, yeah. It's absolutely incredible and such big words of wisdom for other people out there who might not feel like they know who they are at the moment, but that, you know, through self-growth and, and determination, I'm sure we can all find ourselves and, and that bring that female power to go, yes, I can do this and, and I can play any role that anyone else can play and um, not to be limited by what um, has been, you know, put in front of us, like what people expect from us to like break those boundaries of like what people expect from yeah. you. Self-love and self-growth, self, try saying that 10 times fast, <laughs> self-growth, um, that's the best work you could ever do. Yeah. Because when you it when is. you do that work, you can you, it's amazing. It sounds so corny, but it's I, I believe but, it. No, but it's it's it I might sound corny, but it, it really is because it's it's like the same thing with love. It's the same thing with your career. It's like you have to love yourself and who you are to be able to go out and show that to the world and to share that with somebody else. And you know, it's I find that in this industry we do and like we talk about this all the time. Sometimes you feel like, oh, that person is doing that and they're doing really well. So maybe that's what I need to do. But it's your own journey and it's your own path. And you do have to find yourself on that journey to be able to give your full self to what you are doing. And if it's your story to tell, it will be your story to tell. And that at the end of the day, you're human. You're you're just you are a person, you are a performer and that's the most important thing is that you do know who you are and what you can give to the world because there is so much that you have to give. 100%. Well, thank you so much for chatting to us um, today. It was absolutely incredible. But before we go, we do end the show with a bit of a bedtime story, which is a stage mishap, something that's gone wrong in a show, literally anything. So do you have Mm -hmm. a stage uh, bedtime story for us? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I have so many. There was, in a show I was doing, it wasn't six. Um, I won't say exactly which show. There was a quick change where we had to do like backstage, yep. like really, really quick. And anyway, it had we changed the setup of that backstage, and so the route that people had to go was different. Anyway, um, I was quick changing, having to take um, my shirt off, and then. I was doing that and as I was running back on stage, my darling friend um, was taking her shirt off. So this happened where her um, elbow <gasps> swung out and it smacked me in the face. Oh, but no. I had to running, so I went straight on stage. And what was funny was that I was going on stage to play a soldier yeah. in a war. Um, and so it was like a battle scene. You and so I was doing this scene. I was like figuring out what it was. And I came back. And my tooth had been chipped out. <gasps> and no. the tooth was in there. And then, the, yeah, so then I did the rest of the show with this blooded lip. And then um, the next day I had to go to the dentist and get it filled in. So half of my tooth is actually not real. Oh, my God. I chipped it backstage. No way. <laughs> that is an incredible story. Oh, my but God. That, like, you poor thing. At least it fit with the scene that you were going back into. So it wasn't exactly. like. And you know, like. You definitely right. Yeah. No, I mean, it was totally fine. And it wasn't, it was just one of those things that it was accidents happen. Uh, and, it's live theater. and especially with like quick changes, yeah. so <laughs> many 
Uh, I've given myself my fair share of concussions during quick changes. Like the blessing of six with not like having one costume, and then at some point you put on a raft yep. <laughs> and sunglasses, and like you're like yes, the only costume change. It's like brilliant. Yeah, blissful. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It was absolutely amazing getting to chat to you and all your insight and getting to chat a little bit about your career and everything that you've been able to accomplish so far. We are so excited to see what is next for you. And I'm sure the future is extremely bright and we cannot wait to see your own creations and everything that you do. Thank you so much, guys. I've had a wonderful time chatting. Yeah, thank you so much, Vidya. And don't forget, guys, to check um, Vidya out on her Instagram, which is just Vidya Makan as well as her website, which is videomakan.com. That's it. (laughs) Keep an eye out for her work because we are so excited to see it. But remember, you guys, to stay happy, safe, and healthy, and we will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode, and we hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts and to send us your bedtime stories and stage door Sunday pics. We also would love to hear your feedback on the episode and what you'd like to hear from us in the future. You can let us know on our Instagram at ps.stagedoorpod, via our email at ps.stagedoor.podcast at gmail.com or contact us via our website, psstagedoorpodcast.com. We love hearing from you and we will see you next time. Bye! Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.